0: Hello, this is Real Estate Insights, the podcast from Savills that casts its eye across the world to bring you the most important stories in the world of property. And today we're asking, what will a recovery in Europe's real estate investment market look like?
1: We've never been faced with such a massive impact of the economy. There's still a lot of money in the system. The ability to still get long, secure, good, strong income streams in a low-interest rate environment will remain. And we'll be getting the view from South
0: Korea, from where investment into Europe more than doubled last year.
2: If we look at the long-term perspective, the Korean investors must continue their cross-border investments. And will there be continued demand for Europe? I strongly believe so.
0: I'm Guy Ruddle, and with me, I have a group of people steeped in Europe's commercial property market. Matt Oakley is head of Savills UK and European commercial research and a regular visitor to the Real Estate Insights Shores. Matt, nice to hear you again. Hope you're well.
3: Great to be back. Thanks, Guy.
0: Oli Fraser-Lewin is head of regional investment advisory for Savills EMEA. He specialises in cross-border investments in Europe and the Middle East and has been involved in something like €8 billion Euros worth of transactions. Ollie, welcome to Real Estate Insights.
4: Thanks so much, Guy.
0: Good to be here. John Crossfield co-heads Savills Investment Management in the UK, as well as heading the Strategic Partnerships Programme in Europe. John, welcome to you as well. Hi, Guy. Glad to be here. And Crystal Sujong Lee is CEO and Head of Investment Advisory at Savills Career. She's based in Seoul, which is where she is talking to us from. Crystal, thank you very much for joining us.
2: Hi, everybody.
0: Let's talk about this uh, European commercial real estate market. Matt, um, first of all to you, what sort of state is the market in right now?
3: Well, guys, you know, the year started really well across Europe. Um, you know, in Q1, Q1 this year was about 46% up year on year. Uh, you know, the office sector was very active. We saw a significant surge um, in investment activity in alternative asset classes and multifamily, uh, between the two of them accounting for uh, 36% of all investments. Uh, a good strong start to the year with Germany being the most active uh, market, um, closely followed by the UK and then France. As uh, a city level, London, uh, London continuing to dominate despite sort of Brexit. Um, but obviously, everything changed uh, as we pushed into Q2, and we have started to see some sort of deals fall out of bed. Um, equally, obviously, a lot of deals that that were underway carried on, um, and I think you know. The number of deals that are sort of, quote, pending um, is gradually sliding up month on month. Um, and just to put it into context, looking at April, uh, so I said Q1 was about 46 percent up year on year. April across Europe was 50 percent down. So clearly lockdown having its effect on the market. But, uh, um, you know, obviously, we're, we're here today to talk about where things are going and things are looking a little bit more optimistic.
0: Oli, in, in in what you're doing, you know, in the market all the time, are you seeing genuine activity or is it just sort of whatever was left before this started? The guys who've got existing portfolios have been
4: focused on maintaining cash flows, um, speaking to banks, and then um, they obviously think and believe that there's going to be opportunities at the end of the tunnel, um, but for them... They, obviously, they've got to sort their problems at home. And then there's obviously the second camp who maybe who are less asset heavy or have maybe just raised money. And those are the parties who probably have not had exposure. And so for them, they've been clearly and rightly been viewing this as a potential great uh, feeding slash hunting ground um, over the next 12
0: months as opportunities start to materialise. And John, you know you're running money as the as as they say uh, in in this market. Do you? Is that the sense that you get as well from what 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 Ollie's saying? Is that it's a it's a case of don't be too frit, as Margaret Thatcher once said. But 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 there's there's opportunity here.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd largely agree. I think the next two years will be fascinating, and if anybody thinks they know what's going to happen exactly, then they'll be wrong. I think we've never been faced with such a massive impact to, to, to the, the economy. The trends that I think are likely to, to come out of this are accelerating things that were already started, uh, whether that be in e-commerce space or, or, or retail. Uh, but it will be fascinating to see how that all pans out. There's still a lot of money in the system. Uh, there's a lot of money that was already raised and a lot of money that continues to be raised to invest into real estate and that will probably need to find a home at the moment the view is that the core end of the market the ability to still get long secure good strong income streams in a low interest rate environment will remain and the investment demand will remain strong in that sector
3: Just picking up on on john's point the last point about um you know a focus on core i think perhaps the definition of what is core might change um over the next six to nine months uh, i think some segments that perhaps historically have been seen as as very core very safe um i think there are still there are some significant behavioral questions to be asked and answered you know and offices um, are one of those that, that stand out to me. You know, traditionally, capital city offices probably would have been one of the first segments to come out back out of a crisis. But as we've seen in the news over the last two or three weeks, you know, some very substantial occupiers of offices, um, particularly in the sort of new media and technology sectors, are seriously questioning whether they're going to need so much space. Whether you know, actually. You know up to 50 percent of their staff might be working at home in future so i think offices may not be seen as quite as safe as they've been seen before i think other segments that you know there's you know covid isn't really going to affect the need for housing uh, so i think you know multifamily is is going to remain core logistics obviously is going to remain core data centers you know there's been a lot of chat about data centers over the last two or three weeks as an asset class um, again, I think people have realised that you know our dependence on on the internet um, is is huge uh, and it's only going to go up. So I think we'll see a bit of a change in definition of what is core. Uh, but other than that, I think you know yes, definitely safe is going to be the place to be for the next uh, the six to twelve months.
1: Matt, I I agree. I, but I I think even in those sectors that are deemed to be the maybe not winners but uh, the the least affected, particularly logistics, is even within that sector which you know six months ago people would seem to be happy to 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 not buy anything but but feel confident about buying portfolios of often mixed quality i think now the banks and investment committees even within that sector will be far far more selective about what is what is good there's going to be so much
4: more analysis going into every deal certainly for the next 12 months. Let's just talk about three different things. So if you talk about an office, which is left to an airline, I mean, would you want to be owning that in the current market conditions? If you play through retail, so everyone says that retail is obviously the, the, the asset class which no one wants at the moment. I mean, pre-COVID, you probably could buy long-income supermarkets for 7.5%. I would say supermarkets have probably, out of COVID, become one of the most resilient asset classes along with last mile logistics and then also talking about logistics i mean an asset class that i absolutely love as well i mean and I'm with jc the last mile big box amazons i mean they are the future but if you're playing through you know saying that mass market fashion which everyone agrees though the h&m's the zara's is there a need to have eight of them on oxford street no there's not are they going to consolidate into two units two flagship units absolutely but what's that going to do to the distribution center which is currently supplying eight high street fashion uh, units
3: and i think you know some countries will stand out you know there's going to be a lot of focus on how different governments have managed the crisis and are managing their way out of the crisis um, it's a reasonably well-worn path that investors for some reason decide that the nordics uh, a generally safer place to be coming out of downturns, and obviously uh, some of the Nordic countries um, have been, you know, significantly more restrained about going into lockdown. Um, so I think you know some countries will probably um, look better uh, for a short period and attract more investor interest as well.
0: There is money there, and where else are you going to put it? You know, interest rates, you know, gilts are are. are on the floor or below the floor. So you're not getting any return from that. So one way or another, even however difficult it is to operate in a, in a market like this, it's got to go somewhere, hasn't it? Everything has a price. I mean, that's going to be the, the key thing. I mean, I'm, I'm fully with John. I mean,
4: anyone anyone who can say they can predict what rental growth will be over the next couple of years is lying. And, and, and therefore, how do people model the future of their uh their asset and what they think is going to happen you're interested in it's going to come down to a pricing game um, because obviously liquidity will dry up and rental growth won't be there and so it'll be very much a buyer's market as opposed to
0: selling yeah yeah so this is when i get to do one of my favorite tricks where ollie has said that anyone who can predict the future is lying so matt what's the future look like
3: yeah, it, it, that 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 kind of shut me down out of the call. So thanks for that Ollie given that my job is to predict uh, European <laughs> rental growth. Um, I'm not I'm not going to take a view at all. Um I think you know the, the prospects for the European markets are are on one hand fairly clear um in a sense that um, if we leave aside the whole Covid uh debate um The simple fact of life is most european if not all european countries are in recession and and as john said earlier on you know they will respond the property markets will respond as they always do in a recession voids will go up um, leasing activity will go down um, and rents will go down and then they will recover Um, and i think you know that the the speed and shape of that recovery will differ from country to country Uh, and as ollie said there will be opportunistic buyers looking to buy as close to the bottom as they can, um, and the rest of the, rest of the buyers will, will herd towards safe and secure capital cities, core assets, as they always do coming out of, coming out of a recession. Mm-hmm. The, the big questions, the ones I can't answer, are all around um, the virus-related sort of behavioral change questions. You know, how quickly do countries come out of lockdown? Do they go back into lockdown? Um, how are consumers actually going to respond? Are people really frightened about contagion? Are they more frightened about contagion than they are about losing their jobs? Does this mean they'll go back to work quicker or sooner? We don't know the answer to any of these questions, and they will affect—they um, will affect the the property markets ultimately.
1: Matt, I I just add to that. I think from from what we're seeing in the marketplace. the the very best stock and particularly around the e-commerce space and the long leases from undoubted covenants, if that is possible in today's world, so the the Amazons for etc. The demand is still strong. Pricing has hardly moved in in, in many of those markets. And I I don't see that sort of changing. Interest rates are going to stay on the floor. Margins from the banks did shoot up uh, at the start of lockdown are starting to drift back. They're obviously much more selective in what they can do. But for the very core stock, uh, interest rates are not back to where they were, but but, but better than they were uh, a month ago. And the market is opening up. And some of the deals out there and some of the the, the, the transactions that are beginning to go back under offer are at pricing, which is pretty close to to where we were before, if not at the same levels.
0: So let's now get the view from uh, another part of the world, because obviously inward investment to Europe from the rest of the world is very important. As I said earlier, uh, South Korean money into uh, Europe doubled, more than doubled in 2019, and Crystal Sujong Lee is, as I say, the CEO and the head of investment advisory at Savills Korea. Crystal, thank you very much uh, for being here with us. What's the attitude uh, to in, of, of Korean investors at the moment to, to looking overseas versus staying at home, do you think?
2: In the short term, um, maybe, yes. The, in March and April, we have seen major Korean LPs and securities houses Uh, concentrated on the domestic market, while overseas activities were paused. But if we look at the long-term perspective, uh, regardless of local investment markets, the Korean investors must continue their cross-border investments to fulfill the quota of outbound investments. The major sovereign wealth funds, the insurers, and pensions are increasing their alternative investment allocation The Korean market is too small to digest the liquidity. So um, it is dependent on when the COVID-19 situation is stabilised. But I believe that uh, impact on cross-border outflowers will be significant. And uh, will there be continued uh, demand for Europe? I strongly believe so.
0: Are you seeing signs of Korean investors wanting to dispose of any European assets?
2: Uh, frankly speaking, uh, as everybody knows, the, uh, regardless of the crisis, the most of Korean investors' uh, strategy were the core strategy. So usually hold the assets for five years and more than five years. Yes, so uh, the, they will wait for their fund maturity. Otherwise, uh, they have the option to extend upon market circumstances. So this also means that they have the capable, uh, capability to endure pressures to sell prematurely.
0: Crystal, thank you very much for that, that insight and in, in the thinking uh, from from South Korea at the moment. John, you uh, as a, as an uh, investment manager, you, you work with the Korean market and with Korean money uh, uh, from time to time. It, uh, are you getting a sense of, of the, that, that there's a sort of a keenness to get going again?
1: I, I think that's right, Guy. It's it's slow, but I agree with Crystal. I, I, I hope that this will be more of a short-term blip rather than a long-term uh, trend. The issue is whether the amount of stock is available for them to invest. And I can see us getting back to a situation pretty quickly on certainly the very core end of the market where we are sadly faced with too much money, uh, global money, uh, chasing probably even fewer opportunities.
0: So uh, we're nearly at the end of this episode of Real Estate Insights. We got to do the Savile Standard statistic, though, as we almost always do. Uh, why don't we head in the direction of the, of the research man for his Savile standout statistic? I, this must be, I don't know how many you have, I've forced you to come up with now, Matt, but uh, they always seem to work. So what's yours this time?
3: Mine uh, this time is 52%, uh, which is the, uh, the, the fall, I expect, year on year in European commercial property investment. And just as I know, Ollie's a, a man who likes a bit of optimism. Uh, 52% isn't as bad as the 72% fall we saw in the global financial crisis. So uh, this downturn, painful, but not as painful as the last one.
0: Uh, where should we go next? Uh, let's do Ollie next. Uh, so my stat of interest was that,
4: um, just released quarter one figures from RCA, uh, total transaction volumes, uh, including the UK for logistics was 8.21 billion. And for retail, the asset class, obviously, which everyone is, is very concerned about was 8.31 billion. So I think it's amazing given two asset classes where we're talking about one being a huge long and the other being a huge short in the market. And in quarter one of this year, they were both literally neck and neck in terms of transactions.
0: You see, that's why this Savile standout statistic thing works so well. There's always something that comes up. Uh, John, what's your Savile standout stat? Mine is referring
1: to the debt side of the equation rather than equity and how important that's going to be in, in Impacting on pricing going forward, so the, the the number is higher than everybody else's number. It's 250 billion, which is the amount of refinancing per annum. This is expected to uh, be needed uh, across Europe to, to to take place. So it's a huge part of the market where uh, we and others see a big opportunity going forward. Thank you all
0: so much for that. That's uh, been a really fascinating conversation. Enjoyed it enormously uh, from this end. Uh, That's it for this episode of Real Estate Insights. If all we've done is whet your appetite for more information and knowledge, you'll find the Spotlight on European Investment on the research section of the Savills website, savills.co.uk slash research. If you're not already a subscriber to Real Estate Insights and feel like becoming one, then you can do so through your usual podcast provider and get all sorts of episodes we've done in the past. And of course, every new one sent to you automatically. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening and see you next time.